Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our August heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones is now live at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. August's theme is inspiring words to wrap up summer. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and inspiring stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guests for this morning are Dr. Christopher Macklin and his wife, Amanda Macklin. Christopher Macklin, PhD, is highly respected globally as a spiritual and metaphysical lecturer, author, medical intuitive, and remote viewer. He is highly regarded for his work in aiding people to achieve optimal spiritual, emotional, physical health, and overall wellness. Dr. Christopher has written several books and is frequent guest radio and television outlets across the country. Born as a highly aware child in Chester, England, Dr. Christopher was able to perceive energy fields, spirit activities, and multidimensional phenomena from a very young age. He initially took the more traditional route through life and tried to fit in as best as he could as a successful aviation industry engineer. Today, Dr. Christopher and his wife, Amanda, are co-founders of the Global Enlightenment Project in Branson, Missouri. They serve an international client base, helping thousands of people rebalance and heal from various physical, mental, and emotional issues. Dr. Christopher's latest book, Centering the Mind, focuses on healing chronic stress, anxiety, depression, OCD, and ADD in children, adolescents, and adults. Dr. Christopher is also one of the featured expert contributors for our July Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read his remarkable story, My Life's Journey, Lessons Learned Along the Way, in our Papa's Wisdom section. As for our kitchen table conversation this morning, Dr. Christopher, Amanda, and I will be talking about their remarkable life's journey and his latest book, Centering the Mind, Healing Chronic Stress, Anxiety, Depression, OCD, and ADD in Children, Adolescents, and Adults. Good morning, Dr. Christopher, Amanda. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you two doing today? Wonderful. Wonderful. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, happy Wednesday, and uh, thanks for having us. Bless your heart. I'm, oh, I'm honored you to be at your mama's kitchen. <laughs> There's no That's cooking right. We're, involved, we're, we're, we're meeting in the kitchen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Centering the mind is extremely insightful, well-organized and written and engaging read. The instructions are easy to follow and very informative. I love the book because it really grabs your attention once you start reading it. It's a page turner. So it is really wonderfully done from that perspective. Congratulations on this release. Oh, bless you. Thanks, Johnny. Bless you. Yeah, I, I, I tend to make things concise because I think, you know, I'm not into fluff. You know, people mm-hmm. need to just know the information because we're, people have busy lives. And, are, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important to be concise, you know, give people uh, good information to be able to help them through these um, 
should we say, interesting times. <laughs> yes, time. yes, Try definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, let's get started by getting to know you two a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Dr. Christopher, would you like to start first, and then we'll go with Amanda. Absolutely. So, yeah, so so it was interesting. When I was first born, not many know, people know this, but, you know, first born here, um, obviously I didn't realize I was born as McHugh's that being, so, uh, but uh, two days after I was born, I had, well, my mother said it was eight strokes, and my father said it was five strokes, so I was in hospital for a year, and uh, anyway, we got through that. And then uh, when I was your four, brain was kind of rearranged through that. Yeah, it was actually. I think, <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, people people think I'm nuts, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, after that, burnt my back when I was four. Different things have happened through my life, but it was interesting when I was four. I remember seeing beings in the in the bedroom, you know, and it was like an anarchy at the time that I know now, but it was like a reptilian, like lizardy thing, you know. And I remember, you know, I was sitting up in bed and I felt this really dark feeling in my chest. I thought, wow, this this is a being. Was, dad, 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 there's, there's a reptilian lizardy thing, you know. Uh, I think I called it lizardy thing in the corner of the room. And he runs up and, where? It's there, you know. Where? You know, I realized he couldn't see it. Look, darling, it's just a bad dream. Go back to sleep, you know. You're just having a nightmare. And it wasn't. And the thing was there, so... I realized I could see things that other people couldn't, you know, like in the sky, there was craft in the sky. And when they, mm-hmm. when they hide in a different dimension, I can still see them. And I was, dad, there's a flying saucer thing, you know, circle disc. And like, Where? You know? So I eventually realized I had to just not really say anything because of course, if I did, they'd take you to a psychiatrist and you'd probably be on drugs or something. So, right. so I learned to manage them myself. And I remember this reptilian thing in my bedroom. I thought, get out of my bedroom. And it went, thought, oh, that worked. And uh, after that, I learned to manage them. So we go through life. Um, I was in the remedial class at uh, school, you know, in the, in the uh, I don't know what you call it here, primary school, like? Yeah, elementary. Yeah, elementary. Elementary, yes. So I was in the remedial class because I didn't realize I had severe dyslexia, you know. And so anyway, we walked through there. I could do the maths, brilliant at maths, terrible at English, you know. And that might be a question. Well, how, how on earth do you write books? And we'll tell you that later. <laughs> so, um, anyway, walked through life, um, got to, I went, left school. Uh, I, I did an apprenticeship, and then I was sponsored to do a degree. And uh, it was interesting because my father, you know, I was kind of, should I do it, should I not? And he said, you're too thick to get a degree. Oh, I'm going to get one. So I got one. Too thick to get a master, so I got one of those as well. And then, you know, I got some high-fluting jobs. But the problem is when, you know, I paid a lot of money, and... I used to go to work, look around me, think there's got to be something more than this. And, and you know, I was, I was in the top of the industry, Avion Field for Marconi, for uh, British Aerospace, for construction aerial autogers, you know, did a lot of things. But I didn't enjoy it at all. And, and I used mm-hmm. to detest going to work, looked around me, and then I got to managing people, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed the management part, but not the software and electronic design stuff. So, so after that... Um, I started building houses, you know, like refurbing them, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, Y2K came. And uh, enjoyed that a bit, you know, made a lot of money out of it. And then I had this really bright idea. Uh, all I can say is, oh, <laughs> let's do 176 apartments in Manchester, you know. Uh, anyway, I started that. And, of course, uh, 2007, uh, everything went south. And I went completely in crash, bankrupt. Yeah. In the crash, yeah. I got divorced, went completely bankrupt living out of a car, you know, sometimes people would have me over and, uh, you know, so odd, odd times people would pay for a room. They said, what's your, what's your story? Yeah. So I told them I can do healing. 
And it gave me four or five years of complete, you know, I, I always had enough, except for a couple of times. I Mainly, I just always had enough. There was just enough food there so I could get by, and I meditated, meditated to learn my skills. And uh, I, I really understood my past lives when I went to Belize, and I was in a Mayan temple, and I saw the visions of my past life. And not that it matters what you've done in the past, it matters actually what you do now. And I realized I was meant to really bring the skill set forward. And just as an outline, I went, uh, I think it was 20 years ago, I went to this lady in England, and she did a reading for me. And she, you know, this was way before this happened. And she said, well, um, yeah, you're going to, um, you're going to have a new wife. Okay. And this is when, you know. When he was married. When I was married, and it's okay. Yeah. He said, um, you're going to move to America. Um, Okay. And you're going to live off donations, and you're going to do healing. I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it arrived. So that yeah. reading was absolutely spot. I always remember that. But anyway, so um, I, I came to America. From Belize, I met somebody who was being infiltrated by Illuminati, different things. And I helped them get out of it by doing, you know, breaking any spells mm-hmm. and uh, and doing prayers, you know. Um, and it stopped. And so, she, wow, I couldn't stay with my father. So she lived in Hollister, so I came <laughs> over here. Near Branson, and um, which is when we met. Was when we met, yeah. And <laughs> the rest is history. But, but you know, I just keep developing. You know, you, you never stop learning, Johnny. Yeah. You never stop learning. And I think yeah. you know, you get downloads. You just know things, and you know. But it's all about keeping your vibration high. So that's me. Over to Matt. Right. Right. He's much more right. practiced than doing a quick walkthrough of his life. I'll go quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, how about you? I mean, it's a very interesting story. Don't get me wrong. If I make a comment right now before Amanda gets started, is that Dr. Christopher is like, in order for you to arrive to where you're at today, you have to flavor life's journey in itself. I hope that makes sense because that makes oh, you absolutely. an experiential presenter, for like a better term. Well, it's, it's like people often ask me, how do I get out? I'm, I'm broke, you know, you won't understand. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I understand. I'll live out of a car. And, yeah, you know, you yeah. get into this place where you just don't see a way out. And then suddenly, once, you know, once you really turn to God and you realize God's got your back and gratitude and everything else, everything turns around. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the good thing about it, when you experience it, talk is cheap. You know, to me, experience yeah. is it. Because you right. know how down these people are, you know. So that's true. Well, Amanda, how about you? Yes, I like how you how clever you use flavor there. Yes, he's very spicy. <laughs> 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 yes, um, my life quickly. I you know I was a a shy child, a very mm-hmm. unique and strange child. Most of the time, I was a ballerina. I was I could dance before I could walk. I had a little yellow Walkman and always had classical music playing in my ears. Uh, Always had a book in my hand in the corner, you know, one of those girls. And Mm -hmm. I was bullied quite a bit for that. Mm -hmm. I was a little wild in my teens, but I knew at about 10 years old, I started writing poetry that came through me that was a little deep for a Mm 10-year-old. And and it was very spiritually centered. It was very um, questioning, you know, how how we access the divine on this planet. Yeah. And it, it was really, I knew that I was a little bit different then. So poetry continued uh, through high school, through my teen years. I began having dreams of past lives as well, very young. I would have dreams of, of being burned as a witch. I would mm. have dreams. <laughs> they were very vivid. So to the point where I would write, I would write like things about it in my creative writing class. And then they would, 
they would take my writing and give it to the history teacher and the history teacher would say, oh my goodness, I'm going to, this is so ac historically accurate. I'm just going to give her credit in this class because of how I described the, the whole experience. Um, mm -hmm. I continued to dance throughout, you know, later teens and I had an injury in my ankle. I was really geared up to become a true ballerina and my ankle just, I, I had injured it too many times and I just had to give it up. That's when my mother got me a guitar and I began writing music because poetry was my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. So moving into early 20s, I had a very big passion for restaurants and food and definitely fine dining. So I do adore food and I love that this is Mama's Kitchen. Um, <laughs> it's wonderful. So then I had a, I fell in love with a chef, the chef of the restaurant and that's how my Arabella was created. And we moved through that and she was, we could tell something was different with her before she was even two. She definitely didn't seem like a normal child. Mm -hmm. So she was diagnosed with autism loosely. She, they didn't do the full diagnosis until three. She went into a coma and at the age of two, and that is when her biological father uh, left us. So after mm -hmm. that, after that coma, she came out of it. And, you know, when she was in the coma in the hospital, she actually asked me in my mind if I wanted to do this journey with her. And but but it had to be just us, just her and I. And it that's what ended up happening. So shortly after accepting that and he had left and it was just her and I doing this journey together, this very, you know, daunting <laughs> task, really, because yeah. nobody really knew that much about autism at the time. And they still really don't. Um, it's different for every child, but shortly after that, I, I feel that I was extremely blessed, and I, I really, it's hard to even express in words what occurred. I was doing some music ministry at a Unity Church, which is where Christopher and I met, but I had been singing and, you know, writing songs, and, and I was just doing some yoga here and there because it lended itself to feeling like a mm -hmm. dancer, and I was just doing it for my own well-being and keeping myself focused and keeping myself, you know, my vibration up. And I didn't really, wasn't really seeking it, but I experienced a very profound state uh, of consciousness in which I felt the unity of all, the unity of, of all human beings, of, you know, God. I felt the bliss. I felt the ecstasy. I felt that peace beyond understanding for, for months, actually. For about 10 days, I didn't eat. I didn't have to eat. I just danced constantly. I didn't have to sleep. And it really wasn't something I was thinking. <laughs> um, I, so I fell from that state. I had gotten a, I had gotten a massage, and I, it just brought up some kind of immune response. And I think it was just more like my body was yelling at me to come back into it because I'd been out too long. So I came back into my body and then moved forward from there. Christopher and I met pretty much immediately after that. Mm -hmm. And not very long before the state actually happened, I had called to source God for mm -hmm. my true partner, my true match, my counterpart, the one that I that I was meant to walk this earth with and do whatever mission it was. And lo and behold, there came Christopher. So <laughs> Christopher and I met, and it was like we as soon as we met, we couldn't stop talking on the phone for hours a day. Um, it was. It's pretty vivid, but for the longest time, um, he thought that I thought he was too old, and I thought that he thought that I was too young, 
<laughs> and we just both didn't click it in for a few years and we finally figured it out. And mm -hmm. there we go. That hopefully that was fast walkthrough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really wonderful. That really is. Were you born and raised in Brenton, Missouri? I was I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, yeah, but and that's about as Midwestern as you can get, and having the classical <laughs> thing playing in your head, that's art in itself, respectfully, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I'm still, I'm still obsessed with classical music, yes. <laughs> it's strange, I was a strange kid. <laughs> so that's interesting because uniquely, I really appreciate that both of y'all share the process that y'all go through as a child to where you're at today, because the reason is we tend to like, not really think a whole lot about where we came from. Regardless whether it's good, bad, or ugly, that's part of the journey that contributes to who you are today. And is what lens do we look through? Do we look through the lens of love or the lens of fear? And obviously, at any given time, we do look through the lens of fear ourselves. But the fact that overall, it is through the lens of love, self-love, and so forth, that you all arrive to where you're at today, respectfully. Very true. Absolutely. That's really wonderful. Really, really wonderful. So what is collective consciousness and how did you first discover it, Dr. Christopher? Well, collective consciousness, I mean, it's interesting because people always say we're all one. And um, mm -hmm. I don't kind of agree with that because I think we're all individual beings on an individual journey. But there is a collective uh, kind of timeline consciousness thing going on. I mean, I don't even know, but there's a, a crystalline structure around the planet that used to be used. It's, it's full of collective consciousness now because, of course, uh, the state of the world and people's anxiety and everything else, that uh, gets into the grid and therefore everyone feels it. And so, you know, the collective consciousness right now is, is not so good because people are struggling and they're wondering full how... Of fear. They've got loads yeah. of fear. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we pay for food? How do we pay for bills? What's going to happen to the what's happened in the world, the place has gone crazy. I mean, I always tell my clients, look, this place is nuts. I mean, I love being here, but it's nuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's an incredible experience, you know. So, uh, yeah, the collective consciousness is something that you're probably going to feel, and I think it's important to try and uh, disseminate between your emotion and the collective, and that's one thing I teach people. Try and see whether it's yours or whether it's, uh, whether it's the collective. It's the collective, we have prayers to remove it. And you have to keep doing it. You know, you have to keep working on it. Right. Right. Very true. My understanding, respectfully, in reading your book, the collective consciousness, we've always been there. The collective consciousness starts from the house, right? Your family members and then your neighborhood. That's right, yeah. Your community yeah. and so forth. Well, guess what? We live in a closed system. Years ago, what happens in Manchester, England? Who cares? I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> All right. Well, Absolutely. guess what? Over the years... Then all of a sudden, of course, what happened in Manchester affects the entire country of England and so forth. But now, uniquely, interestingly enough, based on what you're talking about, it's very interesting because with the Internet and everything else, we know something happened in Ukraine, say, for example, in five minutes from when it happened. That changes the dynamics. Interestingly enough, we live in a closed system. The beauty of it, what you talk about is we're all as one right now. Yeah. We're all connected. We're all connected yes. uh, on, a, yes. you know, on a, uh, a collective conscious basis, absolutely. Right. And there are, of course, good news and bad news. The not so good news is, of course, collective consciousness can also cause problems for each of us. And from that perspective, how does that occur? Well, I think, you know, 
I mean, there's collective conscious, like you say, there's kind of family, you've got a family collective conscious, you've got your own conscious, and then you've got the mm -hmm. world's collective conscious. And I think if things happen in the world, um, you can feel it, you know. I mean, sometimes yeah. I wake up, you feel as though you've got this brick in your chest, for no reason, like your chest is tight, what on earth is going on? Oh, it's the collective conscious. Um, some days you feel like the twilight zone, you know, you feel <laughs> discombobulated. It's almost like in the films where they go, da 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 <laughs> Something's just about to happen, and then nothing happens, and then it lightens up. So I think people have to be aware uh, because it, it can create health issues. Well, yes. I think we're naturally all I think we're naturally all somewhat empathic, though. And yes, and yes. it's it's difficult to keep in mind that oh, this might not be my own feeling. Uh, it's difficult to discern that as well. That's correct. So that's, correct. that's why we always we always use this prayer or map of intent to really say okay, you know. God, universe, whatever whatever word you'd like to use. It's just, you know, I call for you to remove whatever emotion is not mine for me to process right now and just and and just really give it over freely and surrender it and realize that you're just feeling, you know, the whole collectors or you could be feeling one person in the in the aisle in the grocery store next to you. I mean, it can be as, yeah. as minute as that as well. If you don't transmute it, it can. What I'm, what I'm seeing at the moment, I mean, we work on, I don't know, um, healing sessions wise, probably a couple of thousand people a week. Uh, with the general groups, we have specialized groups, we have one to ones. And emotion is everything. And emotions are yeah. everything. I mean, one of the biggest things right people now carry is everything they're everything. not digesting properly. Why is that? Well, a couple mm. of things is the emotion bleeds into the lower intestine and so it paralyzes it a little bit. So when you eat your food, it goes further down, it backs up, ferments in the wrong place, you can get leaky gut. You're not absorbing nutrients. But the other thing about it is it also bleeds into the pancreas. So what happens is that the glands that produce the pancreatic enzymes that go into the bile and into the intestine are, are really low. So people aren't digesting food like they used to. So there's a few things going on, just to give you an example. Uh, and yeah. I think, so it's important, you know, to me, 99.9% .9 of illness is caused by caused emotion. Caused by emotion that hasn't been... Yeah, I mean, obviously we've got toxins yeah. and things like that. Yeah. That causes a lot of things and heavy metals, but but you know things like cancers, all these things are caused by emotion. And you know, people subconsciously cause. take on, you know, even their loved ones' emotion for them. Say, sure. you know, your your sister or something is going through a hard time, and and you unconsciously take on what they're what they're going through and trying to process that for them, and then you you're you're left walking around with someone else's process that they're needing to do, right. and it's it's right. really. It's really interesting how after Christopher does these things called heart shock releases mm -hmm. where they, you know, it, it just exposes the layers that, that we've been carrying around usually in our heart chakra. So right up in the chest, right by the thyroid, right by all of those, those mm -hmm. glands that are really important. Once those things start to release, people begin to have dreams like subconsciously showing them, you know, this is what you've been carrying around in there and they can release them because all you need to do is, is recognize them for them to be released. They just need to right. be acknowledged. Right. Yeah. That's true. Very, very true. One of the things that really captured my mind was the fact that your book does have illustration. And one of the illustrations that I really like, actually, it's on page 10 where it shows pictures of our neurons it's normal mm -hmm. and under stress because I think just about all of us, respectfully, we're all visual. I mean, mm -hmm. you can tell me things, uh-huh, yeah, okay, I understand, you know, same old, same old thing. But when I start seeing it visually, it's sort of like it's a home run. <laughs> it, it is, yeah, absolutely. No, it's very true. Mine, mine is auditory. 
So if I hear it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. with the uh, Walkman and yeah. the Passman, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And well, it's a combination of both, actually, because what happens is that you got to hear it, too, because if you see it, uh-huh, yeah, okay. But what happens also, it really registers and understand, oh, that's what I'm feeling. I'm mm-hmm. trying to garner my thought process around it, and now you make it very simple, and I can see it. And that's the beauty of it from that standpoint of view. Can you give us some ways of releasing some of this adverse energy? Because I think that's what we're walking around with. Again, this is the good news and not so good news. You do want to know what the heck is going on around the world. And rather than waiting three months when the letter shows up, you get it in five minutes because of the 24-hour news channel, right? (laughs) But at the same time, that's that beauty balance here. How do we cleanse that? Okay, I got it. I'm hearing it. I can prepare, but I don't want it to be mm-hmm. absorbed into my, for lack of better terms, my genes and my cells. Right. I, I feel as though the, the greatest tool that we have, mm-hmm. and most people don't think about it, mm-hmm. is our beloved planet, our Earth. Mm-hmm. And when we can, when we can move into nature and be with the trees or with the ocean, with the water, and really trust in the planet's ability to be symbiotic with us and Mm -hmm. she will take on a lot of these energies and she will take on a lot of the you know the the feelings of fear or you know loss that are happening on the planet and i tell you just getting out into nature just grounding in into this planet and trusting that she will she will assist us it really moves so much of that excess and many people just don't, they don't think to do that immediately. You right. know, they, they're like, oh, you know, they, they get caught up in the bustle of their lives and they don't stop for a moment. Even if you just go on one little grassy patch somewhere in the middle of the city and just, just talk to, to the planet, just say thank you yeah. for, for taking, you know, this excess energy that I can't process because you are so, you know, you, you're so much bigger than I am and you, you, will, you know everything that's happening on your on your body, on your beautiful being that you are. So instead of always, you know, it's, she's completely in symbiotic with God too. So it's, it's a divine being that we live upon that is here for us. And we, we oftentimes don't go for that. For me, that is the number one way to get some of that excess, the adverse energy uh, mm-hmm. released. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we have, a 42-acre site. We're building a house. We're here, here in a cabin. We're actually here now. In our forest right now. <laughs> you know, when we come down here, honestly, if, if, you, if you've got any kind of little bit of anxiety, whatever, you just like, oh, you know. Immediately we right, 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 right. We just People melt into it. Yeah. We just melt into it, and then, then you think, wow, I'm, I'm just so relaxed. And then we go back into town, and within an hour, we're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, it's so expensive here. That's true, though. This is the beauty of that, the art of living in itself, balancing each other out. And you're right. There's a reason why we have trees, we have grass, and they co-fed each other. You have the birds. They're connected and, to us. They're connected yeah. to us as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so what you're saying is perfectly true. And But we somehow take it for granted because we don't realize that the answers are all around us. For me personally, living in the city, one of the things that I find that when I just want to kind of, okay, my time, 
believe it or not, and I'm being personal here, I'll just run the shower and actually sit in the shower with the shower. I was about to say a bathtub <laughs> or something because you're connecting to the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, it's it just works. like that shower just run over me. I'll be literally sitting in the bathtub and let the shower just kind of hit me. And it's like that cleansing or whatever for that moment in time, the beautiful sound of the water and everything else. And when I get out of it in about 35, 40 minutes later, I felt that sort of cleansing for like a better term. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it cleanses your energy body. It does water. Yeah. Water is a magnificent energy. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why, you know, the amount of work I do, you know, I mean, you, mm -hmm. you bound to feel people's energies because mm -hmm. they're under mm -hmm. stress. People have got stage four cancer, this, that, and the other, uh, you know, and, um, when I'm finished, very often, you know, when you have a shower, you know, I would try and leave a shower till the evening so I can, yeah. I can wash, wash all it off. energy and mm -hmm. think, wow, you know, I feel so much better. Yeah, right. absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Christopher, why did you author Centering the Mind book? Well, may I say, I'm going to tell you something very quickly, which is interesting, mm -hmm. is that I have dyslexia. So, um, so obviously spelling and, you know, uh, is not my gift, but you know I can do it from the mind. So it was interesting. So I had a ghostwriter, and we deci I decided that I wanted to give an instrument to help people rebalance themselves, help people find joy in their life, make people realize that you're a divine being, you've got a divine purpose, mm -hmm. and um, and and give them really help, tools. Yeah, tools. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my biggest tools actually is gratitude. I think gratitude is it, because gratitude goes with. Um, once you're so grateful for things and you know God's got your back, you know, and you're not, you know, I don't believe in glass empty, half full. I don't believe in any of that. I believe it's mm -hmm. actually full and overflowing every single day, you know. And I try and teach people that because, you know, my father sometimes, oh, my glass is half full. Well, mm -hmm. that's no good, you know. Let's get it full. Let's pour it in and let's flow it out to the world. Because you can <laughs> always find even the smallest things, you know? Right, even the smallest right. things. Like, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for the shirt that I'm wearing. Right. You know, I'm so grateful that I have shoes on my feet so the rocks don't poke me. You know, little things like that. Um, you, there's always something to be grateful for. Definitely. Right. Yeah, and I always try and encourage people, you know, sometimes that take a month, take a whole month, and every time you get a negative thought, take a step back and say, okay, why is this a negative thought when I've got a house, I've got a car, and then I've got my loved thought. ones, I've got food on the table. Mm -hmm. That to me, if you've got that, you've got everything right there because I've been without food on the table for 21 days or seven days when I yeah. was, uh, you know, in Belize, and and it's really difficult. So you know, that's it. Just makes me grateful to plate of food, whatever it is. Wow, I've got some food to eat tonight. Thank you, God. And you know, if you keep policing those thoughts it's a lot of work actually people say, oh my goodness you know oh, it's vigilance it's vigilance it's being on top of it and as soon as you get a negative thought you know and it's going down oh back up back up universe uh let me take it back right let's have a look at this thought why did it go there oh it's because of that so what i'm going to do is turn that around thank you for the experience but you know what i'm blessed now you know and that's um, true centering of the mind is yeah it's really it's it's becoming the the driver of your mind instead of allowing thoughts to just constantly go and go and go and well, it's a wonderful wonderful book because it gives you those tools oh yeah and, yeah. I, and I think people got on this hamster wheel you know they get um they micromanage themselves I mean, 
you know, and they're running on the hamster wheel, smoke's coming out of the bearings, and, oh, I've got to be busy. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, you know, yeah, you've met yeah. those people that are just like, oh, they so can't stop. What I do is dismantle a hamster wheel, cool the bearings down so they're not smoking, get <laughs> yeah. them off it, and say, look, right. take a step back. You don't have right. to be busy for the sake of being right. busy. Take some time for yourself. Look at the things you love, you know. If, you know, we love the trees. We love being down here. The Amish are building our house. It's just such a joy to see mm-hmm. them because they're always smiling. They're putting love into it. It's such a magical place. And I think if you can take a step back and go and do the things you love, if you've got a forest near, go in the forest, take a picnic, you know, cook some beautiful mm-hmm. food, put some music on, dance around like mm-hmm. a mad person, you know, to your music or, or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, painting, anything, any gift you've got or any things that give you joy, just do them. You don't have to. Uh, you know, work overtime and, oh, my goodness, I've got to do this or count beans. One of the things I really dislike in, in the world is counting beans, money. And so <laughs> I pay our accountant. Counting I'm not interested, beans. you know. And, you know, so uh, uh, you know, I tell our accounting company, I mean, look, you know, you do the whole thing. We pay about yeah. $22,000 a year and she does everything. I said, right. I don't want to do anything. And when she does the, you know, it's a yeah. charity. She's like, how does it look? We're like, oh, we trust you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Like we, we we produce a 990. It's a 120-page document every year yeah. for the ministry. And she said, do, right. do you want to read it? I said, no. And she starts laughing, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, she said, you're not interested, are you? I said, uh, no. Uh, I said, look, if, if you think it's right. Because that's something that would take you off of the center of your yeah, mind. Yeah. You would I, right, right. Money. I, I just yeah. do healings. And, and I think by having that attitude of detaching from the things you don't like, you know, and that's the thing about spiritual, a spiritual sure. company. Yeah, it's right. a company. Um, but you know, I think it's really important to just focus on your gift. Don't you know? The IT guy came in the other day because the modem actually it got struck after again two mm-hmm. days after, and so the modem went out again. And he just comes in, fixes it, charges. That's great. I could just right. do the healing. You know, and right. I think it's really important to focus on the things that give you joy, because then right. it doesn't seem like work. It's a way of life. You know. That's true. Very, very true. Well, interestingly enough, as you assemble the team, and the team, whether it's a husband and wife or family members or friends, right? When it's all said and done, from there. yeah, you are doing what you like and let the pros, for lack of a better term, might be your brother, sister, wife, <laughs> son, or whatever, or friends, <laughs> do what they do best. And of course, collectively, mm-hmm. if we think ourselves as that sort of a generalized concept of we are family, we are all people, then we're looking out for one another. Absolutely. And so yeah. that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. And, I, I don't and think we're, that's and really we're collectively, you know, creating something together. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so important when everyone's allowed to do their best, you know, gift that they have. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Because the team, the family, the community or whatever you want to call it collectively that's the flip side of the equation where everybody gains. Nobody yes. loses Absolutely. anything. Yeah, so the, yeah. that's the beauty of it. What would you like for the readers to gain from reading Centering the Mind? I think mainly, you know, uh, instruments to be able to... I mean, for me, I think it's stepping mm-hmm. out of the matrix. And uh, okay. even if you have to go to work, um, when you go home, you need to step out of the matrix uh, really get into another uh, mindset of, you know, so take, your, take your power back, take your sovereign being back. You know, people have this fear, oh, my God, I can't do without my job. And yeah, I hate it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you hate your job and you're there so much time. Got to think of a new way. And, and everyone's got gifts. And, you know, I mean, Johnny, honestly, 20 years ago, if you'd, if you'd have said to me, well, open a spiritual business, well, I can't live on that. 
you know. Right. Uh, there's no way that today. could happen. Yeah, there's no way that could happen. Because I, I would be in, um, not enough money, can't, 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 can't. Oh, forget right. that, we're doing it, you know. And do you know what? God's got my back and we're doing it. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm uh, living proof today that mm-hmm. if you get in gratitude, and listen, I've been, I went bankrupt. And I tried and tried to manifest, but I wasn't in the right mindset, you know. And I think, yeah, I think it was God kind of getting the eight by four and said, "Right, your life's going to change." Oh, by goodness, did it! <laughs> Would I like to go through it now? Uh, now let me see. No, <laughs> but but I'm grateful for the experience, you know. I really am. So you know, it gives instruments to help people to you know shift their mindset, get in a high vibrational state, whether you start enjoying your life, you know, life's right. here. It's, it's but a blip. You know, you've got to enjoy every second and minute of every day. And to me, it starts with gratitude. It starts with God's got your back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a knowing. It's a way of like, you know, people say, oh, I know God's got my back. But um, there's no buts either. God's got your back completely or or you don't believe it. You can't mm-hmm. have, you know, like there's no gray area there. And once right. you get into, wow, God's got your back. And sometimes I hear clients say, wow, now I really understand what you mean God's got your back. And mm-hmm. it's a whole slew of things. That you're, you're divinely right. supported at all times. But you have to right. get out of your own way. And oftentimes right. it's our thoughts that block that. And we, we think that we are our thoughts and we're not. And yeah. I think the book really helps give you tools to realize that you're not. You're mm-hmm. not your thoughts. And mm-hmm. you have the power. You have the power very to change true. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing as well is very, very, um, what would you call it? Um, very, pe- people who are really like empathic and sensitive hypersensitive i am hypersensitive joy honestly if, if something happens i can go south and i have to go and sit with myself for like half an hour or something and rebalance myself but i think a lot of us are like that you know especially starsy people and i think you know if you are like that you have to live well, a life. anyone involved in helping others on the planet mm-hmm. are i mean they, yeah. they genuinely came to that because they're sensitive because they want to right. improve the quality of the experience and so we just naturally or innately need that sensitivity but because if you're mm-hmm. hypersensitive, I, I think you really have to uh, set healthy boundaries so that, you know, uh, anyone who's trying to suck your energy, you have to detach a little bit because otherwise, I mean, if I did this work all day and, and I had people, you know, coming around at night, you know, really, you know, trying to draw your energy and talk about themselves, whatever, uh, I, I would be exhausted. I, I wouldn't be here properly. Drama mongers. Yeah, drama drama people we don't like our drama we don't do drama no, i don't do drama at all you know i'm just authentic no but and, and going back to that i think anybody who comes to again like your podcast johnny and mm-hmm. anybody who comes to our our global enlightenment project or reads one of christopher's books they're obviously coming to it because they are sensitive as well and they want to improve the state of not only their selves but right. their own the, right. their lives and everything around them Right, right. That's very true. Mm-hmm. And what I like also, one of the things I teach people is the compartmentalizations of situations, right? Because we manage mm-hmm. situations. And the things that your book talked about, very interesting because you did say where in chapter 18, you talk about taking critical moments, breaking away and rejuvenation time and coming back full circle with what Dr. Christopher mentioned gratitude is very important. For me personally, regardless of what happened that day per se, right, by the time when I hit my bed that night, the first thing I did before I dosed off is, God, thank you for 
and the four, and then the rest is like getting the last loaf of bread <laughs> on the, <laughs> yeah, on the grocery store. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, oh, wow, I won the mega million thing. Of course, that would be fantastic. But my point is the simple little things that makes a difference. I'm in a hurry this morning, but thank you. I got the last parking spot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Parking angels. Parking angels. Yeah, yeah we would call parking. those parking angels. <laughs> Suddenly, there'll just be a parking spot. On the, uh, wow. Right. I'll do it. We'll, right. we'll enter. We'll enter a, a parking lot together, just real fast, and we'll That's just right. go. Parking angels commence, and then we'll get a spot. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I find that when I do that, I'm going to sleep happy, smiling, because mm-hmm. these are the things I'm grateful for, and they're genuine. They're not some made-up thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, don't Absolutely. don't fake it till you make it because it doesn't work. No, it doesn't yes. work. I mean, yes. it's funny. Why every time I come to the house, you know, the arms guys building it, they're there, they're smiling, yeah. and you know, they give me <laughs> so much joy because they're putting so much love into the, you know, they're the truly system. authentic. I and can't, it's, I can't tell you the how universe. Really I think God and the universe responds to that authenticity. And you're That's saying right. that even if it's the smallest thing, so if you can't yeah. be thankful for some big thing, then be thankful yeah. for those small things because they're authentic and they're real and they're they're going to boost even more great things in your life. Precisely. Because as you take inventory yeah. today and the things that the highlights, the hits, basically, you're mm-hmm. not focused on the misses, but you're focusing on the hits. And then tomorrow you're looking forward to, hmm, I wonder how many hits am I going to get? Mm-hmm. It usually yeah. increases. Because you're monetizing. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so that really changes the dynamics from that perspective. So I love that from the standpoint of view. One of the things I do want Dr. Christopher for you to talk about mental loss, Alzheimer's, dementia. And I know it's around the world today, but certainly it's a big thing in America. What can you tell us about that? Well, there's a few things. I mean, there's a few things that cause that pathogens, stealth pathogens, and also heavy metals. And I mm. see it a lot. Uh, and you know, Lots uh, of heavy metals. yeah, there's a ton of heavy metals. And how do you get it out? And the answer is, well, with Alzheimer's, it depends what's caused it. Sometimes it could be neurotoxins from stealth pathogens like brillialine, HIVAs, Agent Orange, Morgellons, and then uh, you know, if anyone's drank the Kool Aid, it can be from or that as well. Or it could be it could be aluminum from well, their deodorant. Well, could, I mean, it, yeah. it could be anything. There's, there's wow. so much toxicity in the world, you know. And um, we work on Alzheimer's, but one of the things you need to strip it out, and we do have a a protocol which is pretty interesting we we developed it um it's a cashew record timeline splitting and it came when one of our clients of Morgellons which is nanoparticles and it's growing through the body it's like lime but with a lot more yeah. worse mm-hmm. conditions yeah it's got it. it's got heavy metal attachments and things uh, and so she played a an akashic record um, clearing. clearing and the stuff went nuts because it can actually move this stuff you know so Stuff went nuts, and I realized, oh, it's got a weakness. Let's have a look. And we spent some time, spent some time, and we realized, really, really looked into it. You know, the the, the records were created uh, by the Macuzbet beings uh, to mm-hmm. stop people going back in time and altering history. So, because you know, if you go, say, say for example, Johnny, you go back and you say, well, I could take Hitler out. It's 1936 or whatever. You can't because Hitler's timeline has already happened. You're just right. going back on your timeline. You see what I mean? So you can't alter history, but we have the ability to split your timeline in two right now. So we split it in two. You're going to path a divine line, a complete wellness where all the you know, stealth pathogens, pathogens like EBV mm-hmm. and herpes simplex, uh, any Morgellons particles, you know, any other stuff uh, is eradicated on that timeline. On the other timeline, what we do is we 
strip out the body any nanotechnology, any stealth pathogens like Brillium, HVAs, Agent Orange, and uh, pathogens as well, and neurotoxins. And what we do is lock it on a timeline to the sun. Directly so, to the sun. So as, as time goes on, it separates out the body. It's been incredible. And in mm. America, I would say the heavy metals and the, and the pathogens are higher here oh, than yeah. anywhere else on the planet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's chemtrails and it's got all this aluminum, barium, strontium. It's, it's got sprayed on us bottles. everywhere. Sprayed, right. has been sprayed. Right. I mean, they've certainly reduced it, I think, but, which is good. But, uh, yeah, that causes a lot of Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's is horrible because people just don't remember anybody, bless their hearts, you know. Right. So, yeah, we've right. uh, had a lot, ton of success in, you know, uh, eradicating Alzheimer's. Right. And also things like MS, Parkinson's, uh, they're caused normally by Lyme disease. Uh, the co-infections mm-hmm. affect the brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the pathogens get in, like the male and sheath, and the immune breaks it down, or muscular dystrophy, the same. You know, it gets in the yeah. gets in the muscles, and then the immune breaks it down. So, you know, it's, it's important, because sometimes doctors say, well, you've got an autoimmune disorder. Well, well, why is your immune attacking your body? It's, it's, it's trying to eradicate right. something. So... You, You've got to find right. out something that is trying to eradicate. You know, it's not just, oh, your your immune's gone crazy and it's attacking your muscles. It won't attack your muscles. It'll attack something that's in the muscles that it's not happy with. You know, you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn all the time. Well, what is said is that you can't create order without creating disorder somewhere else. The intents are good by having shelf food, for example. But then, guess what? To have it being able to shelf for a certain period of time, there are added stuff to it versus, say, I remember growing up with my family, my mom was cooking three times a day. (laughs) There's no such thing. You eat breakfast, we'll cook breakfast, lunch, dinner. But to me, I'm cooking a week ahead of time. (laughs) 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 And that's life, unfortunately. And somewhere along the line, it catch up with you because you want convenience. Well, guess what? There's certain things, in all honestly, in all respect with people. Like I say, again, we're trying to create order without creating disorder somewhere else. And unfortunately, all this added stuff that we are consuming, we don't even realize it. And I don't think companies yeah. out there intended to poison us in any way. But like everything else, like I tell people, I just imagine from the day you were born, you save a dollar a day and you put it in the corner, like the example of saving a penny a day. And then you literally do that. And by the time you're 50, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, absolutely. absolutely. And that's what happened in your system, you see, because it's not yeah, discharged. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, eating mm-hmm. one piece is okay. But when you start eating 10 pieces a day, <laughs> it. Yeah, and you're totally relying on that convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. The, other, the other problem about convenience, well, is that hamster wheel effect. If people don't have the time. Well, you do have the time, you know. And if you, you step have to make the, the time wheel, for that love. Right. And instead right. of just saying, oh, God, I've got to cook, oh, no. You can say, well, <laughs> let's have a glass of wine. Let's, oh, I'm going to cook this let's tonight. Let's make this like a fun experience. Yeah. Fun experience. Right. Everyone's around. You're talking and you're cooking. Yeah. Just like your mama did. And I think it's, you know, you have to put the time Yeah, you're a, you're a lucky lad. Yeah. yeah. You got mama cook, cooking three times a day? Boy. <laughs> yeah, that was back that. in Malaysia, fortunately. <laughs> I don't think it's happening wow. right now. <laughs> but I was fortunate <laughs> at that time when my mom was cooking three times a day. So everything is fresh. I mean, yeah, there's Beautiful. no overnight food kind of thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I had that early on on the farm, you know. Yeah, you always had access right. to fresh See? things. Mm-hmm. Precisely, precisely. It's amazing, and it tastes better. It has a higher vibration of divine energy because it's more alive, and it's it's not been 
packed full of preservatives and Precisely. again heavy metals. And, right. Yeah. I mean, if you go right. to a restaurant, for example, and I mean, I'm not a chef, Johnny, but I can cook quite well. He I, can cook I great. Enjoy. He's being. <laughs> you're, you're an amazing cook. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I like your cooking. But if, if you go to a restaurant and maybe mm-hmm. the chef has got all upset or whatever because mm-hmm. they've got like, a the husband energy. or wife and then they yeah. come in. You can feel the energy of somebody who cooks. That energy will go in. And, and the sad thing, well, the, the interesting, it's not a sad thing, it's an interesting thing. I can smell it. And if I eat oh, that wow. food, it will not I can well. feel it. I just feel it. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh. it's like if people have been on drugs, like meth or something. And even if they're kind of clean, I can smell it in their food, yeah. you know, from yeah, yeah. about yeah. 50 yards away. You, you know, never know what you're right. going to get going on. So, right. so I can't really eat out much. You know, we have to, you know, yeah. make it ourselves. Yeah. Right. Well, there's some truth it's, to it. A happy meal is a happy meal. <laughs> and it's <laughs> because you create that happy meal. It's that ingredient uh-huh. that is not the salt and pepper anymore. It's the attitude that goes into yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's energy. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, we buy Amish beef. We buy a whole cow at a time, you know. The Amish yeah. process it in a beautiful way. We love having it. access to this beautiful group of Amish because they, they do. They they grow so many beautiful things, and mm-hmm. the cows are all very happy. Mm-hmm. You know, the steaks the steaks that we eat are beautiful. You can taste yeah. the, the relaxed quality, and the you can actually be grateful and really do a beautiful ceremony over this yeah. food right. uh, when we right. eat it. And it's right. so important. Right. Very interesting. Yeah, I, remember, uh, I think I think the intention and prayer can actually dissolve a lot of the things that we have mm-hmm. thrown at us in this world. Oh, yeah. I mean, the prayer, you know, it's interesting because in, I think it was Pennsylvania, um, uh, one of the Native American uh, medicine men, I was working with him, and he's, he said, look, would you mind if I uh, translate your prayer and give it to the reservation? I said, no, it'd mm-hmm. be an honor. So you did it, you know. And uh, yeah. And she, the lady uh, sent me a, um, a copy of it. I don't know what it says because I don't speak Native <laughs> American, but it's, it's just beautiful for a medicine man to honor a prayer that we'd, uh, written that the, he was willing to give to the whole reservation. Mm-hmm. You know that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because let's talk about CMM prayer app. And not only that, before that, the thing that I want to add: prayers are prayers. It's that acknowledgement of the divine power, the divine energy, regardless mm-hmm. of who per se religion and whatnot. There's one gentleman that told me a long time ago, and this is a wonderful gentleman who is father to one of my close friends. He and his partner is a guy that they all go to as a group. They went into prisons and give Bible, the Gideon groups, so to speak. And mm-hmm. one day, yeah. one of his friends was mentioning something about the different religions, and he was quick to point out, and he shared this with me. He says, let's put it this way. As we talk about the collectiveness, we are people. Think about the 100-meter race. Each of us have a designated lane, lane one, lane two, lane three, lane four, lane five, whatever that is. In the end, yeah. there's only one finish line. It doesn't matter which Absolutely. lane you're in. It doesn't. And I think all religions many, have many good elements and yeah. not so good elements. But, but mm-hmm. at least it gives people, you know, it's really good. It gives people hope and it gives people a uh, purpose, you know. Precisely, precisely. So tell us about the CMM prayer app. Yeah, we developed that. I mean, Wonderful. I don't even know, but Global Enlightenment Project is, is part of Christopher Macklin Ministries. And that's the 501C3. It's CMM, yeah. You know, they call it, um, we, we registered it as a, what's it called, a fictitious name. It sounds strange, that, but it's it's part of the ministry. Anyway. It's registered in the state. It's a project, so, yeah. And yeah. It's a project, yeah. 
So um, a long time ago, I decided that, and in fact, the first people who ever did it is to uh, create an app where mm-hmm. you could set the prayer uh, to on a timer know, on a timer, so that you can actually do it three times a day, five, you know, five times a day. And uh, what it does is you can schedule a prayer to play, and then it'll play on your phone to remind you that it'll be Christopher's can... voice just popping up out of nowhere doing the prayer for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Don't tell them that. They'll well, people find it. Well, people find it a lot more powerful, and it it gets them in a great, you know, it gets them in a great rhythm, and they really start to feel, you know, oh, well, at this time every day, and they, it kind of helps them get on track to keep yeah. saying these prayers. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's on the app store. It's on the, um, you know, it's on both app stores. I think it's, I think we asked for a thirty dollars, six dollar donation, but we spent mm-hmm. that. I believe it or not, we spent tens of thousands of dollars on it because we yeah, have to yeah that app it. was a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish, some, some days i wish i never built it but but that's what the five one three is for so yeah. so we've got a guy in pakistan who he's just updated them because they were dropping out because they they were not compliant with the app store or something mm-hmm. so he's fixed mm-hmm. them all so yeah if you want to go on the app store i mean um yeah they're, it's they're a really, really great helps. tool it's a really great tool to have all the prayers accessible to you at all times and where you don't actually have to say it say them yourself. I mean, you can. You can absolutely do the repeat after me. There's that option. Or there's one where Christopher will just say the prayer for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, in spiritual attack, that's a really nice one that that helps people to feel like their sovereign power when they're they're learning their sovereign power and they're learning how to really commune with God and claim that connected, you know, co-creation power with God. And I just love that 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 app is available. I think it's an amazing no, really people love people. it. Yeah. People really love it. Oh yeah. And we were thinking about scrapping it. The, the board of the ministry. I'm glad we said, didn't scrap uh, it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, no, no, don't. <laughs> Please no, keep no, it. No, no. We're fixing it. Okay. So I, f- I phoned up the guy in uh, Pakistan and off we went. You know. Yep. He's been a really good blessing. But we're, we're oh. going to have another stage. Some of the prayers aren't on there, so we're going to update them as well. So. Fantastic. That's really wonderful. Where can someone go to get more information about you two, the services you offer, and keep up with your latest happenings? Yeah, if you go to uh, the www.globalenlightenmentproject.com. And, uh, you we're, know, also on, we're also on Facebook. We have a Global mm-hmm. Enlightenment Project page on Facebook. We are on YouTube, though we get kicked off sometimes. Um, <laughs> sometimes we'll, we'll hit our our videos as medical misinformation or something like that. But we're still there. We keep we we've, we've still held on. We've only been out for like a couple months at a time. But we have a YouTube channel, Global Alignment Project. We are also on Telegram, Global mm-hmm. Alignment Project. We are also on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what else? Is there any other place? We're on Rumble, but we're not doing it. We're going to start using Rumble as well. And, so. Yeah, Rumble will be ah, used just some wonderful. So, wonderful. so there's a lot of places you can find us, and you know, main places in social we, media. We do, we do a but general. But the best healing. place is the website, globalalignmentproject.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do a general healing. It's by donation. If you don't have any money, please come on. Do those three twice. Twice a week. week. We used to do it three times. I put it down to twice a week. That's mm-hmm. Thursday, 5 p.m. Central Time. And Saturday, 11 a.m. Saturday. You can register and go on Zoom, or you can see it on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, they're live on there as well. Because they're always available. And Telegram. Mm-hmm. So fantastic. That's really wonderful. Do you have any advice for someone who is a skeptic who believes we are at the mercy of God's will? What a beautiful question. That's a great question. <laughs> go, on, you take it. No, go ahead. It was to you. Well, I th- I think basically that. Um, we have free will. Uh, mm-hmm. We are a God being, 
and so we're part of God. Yeah, of God, yeah. yeah. We are, you know, that's why all our prayer, prayers start with "I am of, of God, God" because you're part of God. Mm-hmm. And so, if you think you're a God, you know, if you believe you're a God being, you, are of you God. know, God's there to support you. But we're in a third-dimensional world where you've got completely got free will. And people yeah. say, "Well, where was God when was that though?" You know, and, well. Did you ask? God, God you know, was right you manifest? there. You know, <laughs> I mean, I like the, the word map of intent for prayers because it's a map of intent, creating your intent to create the reality. It's co-creation. It's co-creation. With it's God. all co-creation. Right. So, again, you know, people are powerless. Well, God wasn't here and God didn't show up. Well, but, but you're not asking. You've got to ask through maps of intent, through manifestation. Dear God, I, I need this doing now and I thank you, God, send you my unconditional love. And it'll happen, you know. And I think uh, as part of a co-creator, uh, again, it's all about policing your thoughts. You know, if you're going to police it negatively, oh, yeah, my car's just blown off. I don't know what to do. You know, instead of, yeah. oh, wow, this is the opportunity because God's going to bless me with another car. You know, thank you, God. And, you it's, know, different. it's difficult to get around. out of that powerless state. And I think that many people that, 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 are, that, that they act powerless and they feel powerless mm-hmm. all the time, those are the beings that, feel like they're just at the mercy of whatever comes at them and it's really difficult to to change that mentality but once it's done once people see that just that just that little effort of being like I'm I'm actually powerful too and God right. really supports me God supports right. me and it's just, right. it's just a little change of the mind and it can change a lot you can create your life Mm-hmm. The way you want it, you know. So that's not up to God. That's up to you as a, a being down here. Yeah, you, a human you have experience. you have a you say have as power. well. Take your power right. back, you know, and start really doing something. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. That's very interesting, though, because what you're talking about is ownership. You got to take ownership, number one, because you can't assign the blame or responsibility to somebody else. Because you yeah. do have people that say, "Well, God made me do it. Oh, Satan made me do it. Oh, he's the one who instigated the thing." And I reacted. So are you reacting? And who, and who let that acting? in? Yeah. Who allowed that to come in? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. If you take that about, oops, I made a mistake. You know, I mean, God's not going to shame you. God yeah. loves you without yeah. condition, which mm-hmm. means that, you know, whatever happens, God always loves you. It's just, yeah. you know, but like you say, to take ownership and, oh, that was a mistake. Okay. We're not doing that again. Let's move on. And, you know, it's it's all a journey. It's all learning. Right. You know. Right. So true. So what's next for you two? Hey. <laughs> Well, we're just, right now we're gonna, we're going to keep on, you know, creating more tools for uh-huh. our our beloved clients now and all the clients in the future. We loved what we did with the the protocol. Speaking of books that are long, yeah. <laughs> we did we did work on this book, History, Truth, and Healing. Um, manufactured diseases. Of manufactured diseases, and that is a mm-hmm. very long book. But that that discovery, we never put it out until we've had a solution for it. So sure. right now, you know, we're looking at things like uh, the brain. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we can look at the brain from the perspective of our thoughts, like censoring the mind book and things that we can do to help that. But we're talking about more brain issues like MS and, and things yeah, like yeah. that, autism, looking into mm-hmm. that more. Um, definitely that's close to our hearts, autism. Um, so working on that, but also our pyramid project that, that you, you can find out more information about the pyramid project on global project.com. Yeah, it's huge. We'll I mean, be working at that. There are, there are things in the works in the background on that. And, um, yeah, we're just keeping on right now. We're very excited to move into our house in the woods and really get that sanctuary space because I feel like that's going to be a platform with which 
we can come forward with some more divine informa- information, inspiration rather, and mm-hmm. some tools, some more meditations to help people. Yeah, I mean, keep going. I mean, we're getting a lot more people, you know, coming for healings, I yeah. think, because they're struggling. You Since know, 2020, struggling. we've had a great increase of a lot of people really needing some more support, um, divine support and also emotional mm-hmm. release and like that. So, yeah, That's we're fantastic. right here. That's wonderful. As we close this hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you too like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? So each of y'all have a chance to share your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, my recipe is, you know... um... Human. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, two spoonful of this and three spoonful of that. Yeah, two teaspoons of that would be good. Now, I mean, my, my my key to a passionate life is to mm-hmm. have healthy boundaries, get people around you, hold the space for and love you, no high drama, uh, and you can cut it out of your life. Get in a place where you love, like, you know, like our trees. You know, I mean, this is 42 acres or 40 acres. It's all trees, and you get amongst that. It's just like such a joy. Do things that you really enjoy, and, oh, I don't have the time. Well, make the time, you know, like, for example, if you love growing food, we're going to get a big greenhouse and we're going to grow our own food, you know, uh, out here. And, uh, you know, do joyous, you know, spend some time cooking. You know, you don't have to get things on DoorDash. Let's do the cooking ourselves, making an experience, you know. Yeah. That's something you enjoy, yes. Yeah, you know, whatever you really enjoy, whatever you've got a passion for, you know, I think people have, there's, think, a, yeah. there's a big apathy that's come over people, including kind of myself a little bit, you know, because it's exhausting, you know, what's happening. Uh, the clients are getting a lot more anxiety ridden and they need help. And, and you know, sometimes you get a little apathetic, uh, you know, and then you just book yourself up. Right. Let's, how can we step out of it? Let's make a great <laughs> steak from scratch or, you know, shrimp alfredo. Mm-hmm. Or let's go amongst the woods and have a picnic out there. Or let's put some music on. And mm-hmm. dance around like a mad person, have a laugh, you know. <laughs> I think joy and laughter is it, you know. And yeah, if you people... if you want to stay in a bad state, you can choose to stay in a bad state, but there's always things to right. lift yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so stay out of the crabby crouch type row and let's get into laughing and joy and <laughs> My my simple recipe is really more definitely the gratitude, um mm-hmm. and the connection to God. Making sure that you're talking to God every single day. Mm-hmm. And also equally as important is making sure that at least once a day you talk to yourself and you whether it be like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying good job like you did that really well or you handled that situation really well or I love you like I look in the mirror and I say I love you Amanda you're amazing you know stuff like that I think it really helps boost your um, confidence and Mm -hmm. you know your natural sovereign state of being on this planet and being of God um, that is really, really important. And making sure that you let your loved ones know how much you love them and appreciate them and if they did something great that day because that just comes back around and it and it just makes your own environment really good. And I think Christopher and I do that really well and we do that with Bella all the time too. Yeah, we Any do. little thing she does, we, we absolutely celebrate. Any little thing that we did really good, whether we had a hard situation, we're like, oh, you did a really good job with that or – you know, yeah. we, I think that just giving that love and that support to each other is a huge, great recipe for life. 
Fantastic. Well, Dr. Christopher and Amanda, thank you for the great respite for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in three weeks, Wednesday morning, August 30th at 10 a.m. Central Time. My guest will be Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Amy and I will be having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Get Out of Your Comfort Zone, 101 Stories About Trying new things, overcoming fear, and broadening your world. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed week. Dr. Christopher and Amanda, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again, and have a very blessed day. It has. Uh, thank, thank you very thank much. You, it's been beautiful. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye.